Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFleece.com podcast. Always strange for me because I used to look at my laptop, but now I'm looking at my guests. Please introduce yourself <laughs> to the show. Hi, I'm Evra Marisoy. I'm writer-director of 12 with Nero Duel Films. Uh, and I'm James Piercy. I'm lead producer for Nero Duel Films currently. Uh, and was with Everham pitching 12 at Frontiers. Okay, now, we, we this is the second time you've been on the BritFleece podcast. The first time was to... Uh, Describe your can experience. Mm. Our first can experience. Yeah, your That's first can first experience, one, even yeah, more yeah. so, even more, yeah. So now we're going to talk about your what experience? First co production market as an official selected project. Yeah. Fantastic. So, do you, so rather than let's start, rather than start with the, the process yet, let's just say what the project is first that you're trying to get made. So, uh, 12 is a violent cop thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, follows two detectives on a night of absolute madness trying to bring down one specific villain that they've been chasing for a long time um, with a 12-hour time period in which they have to do it. So the idea is to create a, a very 70s-esque American thriller that's very fast-paced, driven, violent, unpleasant, with a lot of influence from Korean Violent Korean New thrillers, South Korean which cinema. Which we love. Like that's, that's a big okay. thing for us. So, and then the other thing is to explain is why would a co-production market be important to a, a UK film? Well, a co-production market's important for any film. Okay. Like, it, like it, and it's not important for every film necessarily, but it's, you know, co-production can really... In, okay, so talking from a purely uh, producer element rather than necessarily a creative element, yeah. um, you know, financially it can bring in all kinds of remarkable possibilities. I mean, for us, we're looking primarily at Belgium... We'll get more into that a bit later. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but the the ability for us to, to do a whole bunch of work in Belgium means we can, via tax incentives, etc., yeah. earn so much out of that and use that as fodder to get the film financed. Yeah. Like, it's a huge help. And then creatively, it brings all kinds of things into the... Into and the this, this happens as part of the Brussels International... Is it Fantasy Film Festival? It, fantastic Film Festival. Fantastic Film Festival, yeah. sorry. Um, which, which is when? It is usually around end of March, end of April. But this is specifically Frontiers, which is related to... So Frontiers is not part of BIF. Frontiers is actually founded in Fantasia 
alongside Fantasia Film Festival in Canada. Yeah. Fantasia is in July, and Frontiers has been going for four years now, I think, or longer. I think the the Frontiers in Belgium has been going has for been three, three or four years, and yeah. and so that's the other one has been going a little longer. And basically, it's like the Canadian festival's foothold, isn't it, into Europe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's they wanted to expand into European co-production market because the Canadian one focuses a lot on Canadian co-productions. Yeah. And they start the partnership with Biff. I mean, I don't know if your listeners or you've seen the news, but they have a new partnership with Cannes now. Okay. So no, it's Frontiers that. goes to Cannes. So they're presenting six works in progress at Cannes as part oh, okay. of Frontiers. And that's a huge deal for genre to get that recognition oh. as an official part of the Cannes market. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay then. Well, look. Let's let's start the story off then. So what we what we were discussing before we started recording was that actually your journey to Biff 2016's co-production market with Frontiers was was actually did actually start with your form application for 2015. Yep. So 12. Do you want? I mean, actually, before we do that, what I should ask really is, as you, Evram, is you the writer of the screenplay? Do you want to give us a brief a brief? Um, James has told us kind of what it, what, what the flavour is of it. Do you want to give a brief introduction as to what your what was the inspiration for you to write what you've write twelve? Yes, absolutely. So twelve for me actually comes from a single uh, point. Mm-hmm. I was watching a cop film, and there's a very big cliche in cop films where the lead detective will catch the criminal, but he doesn't have the evidence, okay. and his boss will go, "Well, if you don't bring the evidence." In 10 hours, I have to let him go. His lawyers are barking at my heels or something hardball like that. Yeah. And then Q will be next morning and the guy will be going on and he'll go, I'll see you. Now, I thought, well, you always skip over the interesting bit. What does this absolutely committed, slightly violent, unhinged detective do over that night? Because he doesn't just go and have a cup of soup and go to bed. So I started thinking about what a man would do to catch the criminal that his entire life was spent chasing. What lengths would he go to? What would he sacrifice in order to do it? And I started to explore it through the eyes of two men who have been cops too long. Mm. But I also wanted to talk about how people don't realise that their time passes on. So it's two cops who think they're cops in a city that exists for them, yes, but it also has changed completely. You know, the city's evolved. It's not drug dens and prostitutes in the East End. It's a different London. It's a different city. Mm. It's got gleaming angles and foreign trade and new people coming in and different criminals. And the trade has changed and the type of crime has changed. And I wanted to point the portrait of two men who discovered that, frankly, they've gotten old and out of touch over the course of one night. But to learn this... The wild bunch, but for police. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And they, they, but most importantly, although I would argue that the Wild Bunch know it's their time, whereas I think our detectives don't. Are oh, they're in denial of the, yeah, the fact that the world's Well, by the time they've realised, I think it's, it's too, too late. Far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for what for me was most important was to have that 12-hour hook, because I love films with a hook like DOA, hmm. you know, the guy coming in and reporting his own murder yeah. in the five minutes. I'm hooked. <laughs> I love films which can hold that and then take you on this incredible momentum you know i don't want to make an epic i want it to be an 85 minute just blast through this entire concept mm. where when you come out your nails are digging onto your uh, hands and you're sweating and you're excited so i wanted to capture that feeling that you get with classic genre films but also south 
new Korean films like The Chaser, where yeah. you know there's one sequence which is so tense. I thought I was going to fall off my chair. I was just like totally engrossed in it. <laughs> and, and while that, like, it's a tricky one because you know Yellow Sea is another big influence. Yeah, uh, you know, there's you. That's kind of a tricky thing to say because yes, there are influences. We're not we're not going to be as gigantic as that probably. Like yeah. the film's going to be smaller than those movies. Mm. They're majorly well. Chase was like less budget, but you know Yellow Sea was huge. So it's sort of trying to use those in a way that show how they influence and not necessarily that we're going to go for something that. Yeah, massive. it's 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 that it's that it's that an homage or a copy. It's no, just no, no. it wants to take the same vein once it's they're the, the tones, you, they're the tones yeah. you want to talk in cinematically aren't they let's yeah. be honest and most importantly is the aesthetic I don't want a um, dark grey dull film I want it to be drenched in neon and light and I want it to be buried in synth I want it to be heavily soot stylized I want Mario Bava I want Lake Giallos yeah. I want Michael Mann I don't want to look at something and go Oh, well, it's a cop film. I know exactly where it's going to go. And, and a key thing, and this is a terrible thing to say because I really love the movie, but it, it's problematic, is Welcome to the Punch tried. Mm. And it couldn't make its mind. I love Welcome to Just yeah, for the and Records. And so do I. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. But it, 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 it kind of, what seemed to come back from a lot of audience responses to that, as a for instance, was it couldn't make up its mind whether it wanted to be that gritty British drama thing or a big Michael Mann beautiful, colourful London thing. Mm. And it because it couldn't quite make its mind up, the audience couldn't get on board with it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are very much in this in that vein of it's everyone's used for that world building thing. I don't want it to look like it's gonna be in London. It's not gonna be London. It's just gonna be a city. It's gonna be a, a vibrant, crazy, insane city. So modern just modern metropolis and then yeah. the, then shit happens yeah. kind of thing. Yes. That has, you know, the dark alleys and the shitty bits as well, but even there bathed in light and bathed in yeah. weirdness. You're not you're not gonna be going and here's here's Pet- Petticoat Lane and here's, yeah. there's, here's there's the London Eye. There's a cockney. There's a cockney. Let's get a couple of those big wide shots from <laughs> helicopters. I wanna avoid all those things yeah. that you expect so that you wanna be London but you don't want to know that you that you're in London. No. No, <laughs> not necessarily. In terms no. of the so you want to get like a like a, an urban fairy tale within yeah. within the we, city? Look, we love London, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's a difficult thing, and we'll come back to that element later. Cool, on, cool. That's a, that's okay. A then, so that, that gives us the context as to as to what it is and what and what got yeah. us to where you are now. So let's talk specifically then about how you ended up at, at, at the co-production market in 2016, and that journey started applying to be 2015. So yeah. what what went wrong to so, go right this time? Um, I'll, I'll start the loser part and yeah. change the fun part. <laughs> no, no, I'll add some of the loser part. So what happened is that we were developing 12 and I suggested to James that this might be an idea and James looked into it like any good producer and he thought it was, it was indeed uh, something we should do. But I'll be honest, we just didn't prepare hard enough. Yep. What, okay. Everything that we did was decent but not at the level that no. you would be accepted to a core production market. So, you know, we, we have, we'll get back to what you have to prepare for Frontiers with the successful application. Yeah. But we prepared all this documentation and we submitted it. And then we got a rejection letter. Now, the greatest part of this for me, for Frontiers, was that I sent the head of Frontiers. Because there's a committee which decides on the projects. Mm. But there's a head of Frontiers who you can talk to, you know, a public face who organizes all of it. Mm. Um, and I sent her an email and I said, I'm going to be in Cannes. Do you think you might have 10 minutes so we can go over what we need to improve with the projects, what the committee has 
she gave me not 10 minutes but an hour okay and she gave me a breakdown of what the committee said because when they sent us the rejection letter they said we love this project we want this project to come back but it's just not good enough right now okay and that for me was what i needed to hear yeah. and for james and yeah. every other producer yeah, yeah and once yeah, we yeah. got the notes off you know because i think the key is if you're polite with people and you don't hound them. You don't expect something. You don't go, yeah. well, I should have gone then. When you say, okay, I'd like to enter the project. What do you need from me? Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. will give you a brief outline. They're not going to tell you every single point because you should be smart enough to figure that out. Of but course. they'll tell you your budget needs work or the script needs another retry. <clears> and <throat> so we took that away and we worked on it for a year <clears throat> and then decided to apply again where James is going to start talking. We... we I mean, every single element of what we did was... was really I was going to say, let's, let's pick that up then. So when you did originally apply then, what did you send? You sent the current draft of the screenplay. So, I mean, they're, they're sort of... what Basically, they asked for a number of different things. <coughs> mm-hmm. Current draft of the screenplay, budget, uh, and then there's a number of different questions they ask. So you need, like, biographies of the cast and crew. Director's statement, yeah. producer's statement, statement of intent for the project, biographies of everyone involved, um, previous work examples, the script, the budget... Basically, that's yeah. That's so those elements are what got critiqued when you spoke to yeah. this, this yeah. person in Canada. Okay, and every on. everything you would expect from this kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they as as everyone said, they liked our credentials, they liked the project. It just, I think the key the key sticking issues for us were the script and the budget. They were the key points where script needs to be reworked. It needs we, it needs to be better than it is, and the budget needs a, a lot of work. And mm-hmm. the budget, it was very shiny. Uh, but it wasn't professional enough. It wasn't. It didn't account for everything. Like, and I, I at the time, like, like I was only learning the very basics of co-production at that point. Okay. And none of that stuff, barely any of that stuff, was really included properly. So this one, I did that. I'd had that much work, that much more work behind me. The budget was unbelievable. Like, I, I, I it's one of those things that I was so proud of when I finished. I was like, oh yes, you know. I've, I've, you know, including every single percentage we we looking at discounting from it, all of the tax breaks, all of the incentives, every single thing was included in that budget, okay. and it absolutely people really, really, they really responded. We to hadn't it. really worked out the co-production elements in twenty fifteen either. Okay. Not, we not, had the, not to not to the extent we had the, that we needed it, to. You know, it's like saying kind of fancy an ice cream, but you have no idea about the flavors. It's like we kind of fancy some co-production, but. In on what tax breaks, what rebates, using what we were kind of and, and the, the, the and kind of the other thing, it's and I, I I don't really want to make this a big point because some people can can make this stuff look amazing. But our original budget was built out of uh, Excel, and I used to for a long time I built all of my own budget structures via Excel. So the the layouts, everything was all done. Um, we built the budget for the the re the resubmission uh, with Movie Magic. Okay, and, okay. I've never used it. It's not the cheapest of programs. It's really not. That's mm. kind of the only tricky thing. Um, but ultimately, it gave me that much more control over the budget. And it just, I, it, it, the standard of it and everything just looks a certain way. And similar, as you will know, with scripts, mm. people expect things to be delivered in a certain form. Yeah, so they, they go, oh, it looks like a budget, yeah. essentially, as you say. Also, yeah. in some sense. <clears throat> it is worth every penny to get daily phone calls from your producer going, oh, I put the numbers in and it just populated everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was very nice. It was very exciting. Um, 
Uh, and it took a while to learn the program. It took a learn, uh, like, did. like all of that stuff takes time to, to get into all that. And you know, I've done line production previously, but everything I've done off Excel. Um, so would you would you say then that original application was more like you saw this as as much as trying to get funding for your project, you saw it as a fact finding mission but about co production, whereas they were actually yeah. expecting you to come along wanting to co produce with someone. So that's actually it, knowing well, a bit mean, more. It's worth mentioning the Frontiers co-production market offers no money. It's not it's not a market where they go, you're pitching for money specifically. Mm-hmm. What you're pitching for is is connections. Yeah, co producers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not just co producers. You're put in front of um, sales agents, funding boards, funding boards, what's called incentive, incentives, uh, like organizations, organizations, events, mm-hmm. incentives. There's like armies of people, and there are producers in there as well. And it's it's a real like stewing pot of amazing people. So so um, yeah, because it is. I mean, I, I went in 2015, and I was I was I was really amazed how much of a industry event it was mm. on, on the side of yep. what is a big fantasy film festival yeah yep. and it's it's you know they, they bring together a very interesting array of yeah. um, industry delegates mm. you know the, 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 the breakdown is uh, anyone who's thinking about having a co-production I would highly recommend that yeah. they, they go and have a look because it's very useful yeah, just even just to watch the other projects, to learn about other people, to talk to those people. Mm. We, you know, our meetings weren't just with sales agents, distributors, financiers, etc. There were other producers who were like, "Look, we're really interested. We we're, we're like we work in Ireland, so if you're going to do anything with Ireland, talk to us. We'd be very up for working out co-production systems. Okay. and also seeing so, where our counterparts were. I mean, yeah. I can honestly tell you, we came away with seventeen uh, new, mm. you know, friends and seventeen new projects that we're. We're happy to support. Like mm. our, our attitude was, if you need anything, anything at all, at any point in your project, we want to support you because your project's awesome. Well, I guess, and I guess, given, given it's a, you're, you're with genre, you're in a genre environment, you're going to come across projects that resonate with you anyway. So yeah. the want for those to do well is is going to be good for, for well, you. I keep saying yours should get made first because I want to see yours first. It sounds amazing. We, we wrote it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah, there was a lot. So let's let's go, let's get back then. So when so what so when you did all that, you 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 got the feedback. You then reassessed through yeah. using better tools to help you get the presentation of what the industry is expecting. Yeah, and we learned more. And you like learned. We went out and found all that stuff out. Like, okay. I cannot emphasize, similar to the stuff with what we talked about, can. Everything's research. You learn everything you can about a situation so that when you go into it, you've got as many answers as possible. What was, what was, say, what would be like in your prep, in that prep then, in that 12 month window, mm-hmm. what would you say was one of your kind of sort of finest finds for you that kind of helped you feel confident? I mean, look, like going through every... Like, we went through every single, um, at that point, financial aid, so tax incentive, etc. in Europe. Mm. Uh, we went through everything. Um, not all of them fit and at the time, and we're still holding with... We've got a specific Belgian producer, Thierry Phillips, uh, sorry, um, who is going to be working with us on the, on the feature. And that, I think... In the end, we decided more on working with someone that we knew and trusted, and it's helpful that the Belgian tax incentive is massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but that's but what an incentive is going, for. Going through all of that, and then like just literally clicking that stuff in was like, yeah, that, that's, that's it. Once, These guys went on a huge fact-finding um, mission at Cannes 
you know, they went to all the pavilions, yeah. they found out about the tax breaks, they picked up all the documents. Okay, okay, so that's what we're going to get to. So yeah, your, your research was, was speaking directly to yeah. the nations yeah, yeah, and yeah. can be in a... We, we have material, you know, so like... Can it, so what you're saying is... Yeah. already. Of year. course, yeah, I mean, it does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. that's kind of... In, 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 I'm working, as you know, working on a Norwegian thing, and in the space of 12 months, Norway went from having no tax incentive scheme to having one, which is kind of, that moves the goalpost completely. Yeah. You know, and that's just in the space of months on one country. So if you're looking at Europe... And we, and we did it at Berlin this year as well. Like, we met with a whole whole host of people in Berlin as well. We're just constantly, constantly finding that stuff out. How did, you find, how did you find people work with you? Obviously, if your, if your question is, excuse me, how does this work? Do, is, there, is there not an assumption that you should know when you go to ask these? No, or, 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 the pavilions, they are there to provide information. Okay. So if you go in and go, I am considering a co-production with your country. Who has 10 minutes to explain to me what incentives you offer? You will find 30 people going, me, 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 and, me. And again, it comes back to what everyone was saying earlier. Is if you're polite <coughs> and you ask, people will generally answer. Yes. If you're an asshole. They're not going to answer. Um, so just basic relationship skills is, is one of the keys. isn't it? Do yeah. not <laughs> assume that you're owed anything by anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else wants it as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go in thinking you would do something because you're not and you're not going to get it and you're going to get bitter and bitter and you're going to end up in one corner of one of the festivals just trying to flog the same thing after you. Don't do it. Just be nice. <laughs> it's not very hard. A smile, a hello, remembering people's names... These are basic skills. And, yeah. and, you know, these are people that talk to... They have meetings with people about this stuff. Like, every half an hour, every day, it gets fucking tedious. If you could go with a smile and, and a bit of a cheeky attitude, generally, they're fully on board. You know, you know what it is? If you go in, say, thinking, why are they not showing me any attention, you know, like... That's wrong. What you should be saying is, what makes me special? Why does my project stand out? Mm. What is my project so special that these people want to talk to me? Find why it matters to you. It could be that you're passionate about it, or it's a fantastically, fantastically viable project, mm. or you think it's going to be a great franchise. You're doing that film for a reason. No one does film just because. Of course. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if, you know, if you're doing it just because... Then don't do it anyway, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's impossible it's to not, do it. It's not mowing the lawn, is no. it? No, it's not. It's not. It's not like oh, I'm gonna go and try to uh, fix the fence. You know, it's not just something you do. It's just part of your DNA. You have to do it. So, yeah. so Berlin is what January, January, February, Fe February. Okay, so, so that that would have been your last kind of market before that. Market yeah. before you were you were learning about that. What, was, what... That was where we got announced. So we found out in December. Yes. No, no, January, January, beginning January. of January. We found out in January. That you had a place at the co-production market? Yeah. Okay. It, it was very nice. I got a text from James. Let me just tell this. Um, I got a text from James saying, I need to talk to you. And that mm. usually means that we have something to talk about, you know, something of importance. So I was like, okay. And he said, I'm having dinner. I'll call you after. Okay. So he, he calls me. And he says, oh, it's about frontiers. And I thought he was going to say, we've been rejected. And I was ready with my answer. I was going to say, look, we'll try again next year. Because you don't get, you know, things will knock you back. You don't. But he goes, we're accepted. And then in his description, I screamed like a little girl. It was a heavy scream. I, I, I really did scream. Everyone in the living room was like, is everything okay? Because I was so pleased. But it was, it was a weird time. I, so I'd, I'd gone freelance for a while as a producer. Yeah, yeah. I've been freelance for about three or four months doing lots and lots of terrible uh, just financial paperwork and, it, it, and legal paperwork. And it just grinds you down. 
at that point, I think in January, I I I just came to the point where I was like, I'm sort of done. Like I I've really had enough. Like it was I was really in a really terrible fucking place. And that whole evening was my parents coming over. We, I went out with my dad to get some Chinese takeaway, and I get an email from Frontiers, and I was like, oh. There's the rejection. Oh, you just saw the subject. Yeah, yeah. And, I was like, oh, there we go. and Dad's like, just read the email, and I opened it, and I was, and from my dad's words, apparently, I, oh, he said, you look like you were gonna have a stroke, <laughs> and then you sort of turn around, lean on a chair, and sort of breathe for a while, and went, oh, we're fucking in, and I never swear at my dad ever, so it was like, oh, good for you, son. We should probably get the food and head back. Like, yeah, okay, great. And then that was, it was, it was a genuine one of those moments that was like. I, what? Like it that's was... that's the thing. You work so hard day in day out, and it is working into an abyss. Mm. It's there is a point after which am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right? Because no, no, I think that's the important and, part you know, of filmmaking. When you're not getting, and yeah, we're at that pay. There we're at that point where we're not earning money off it. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's not paying our wages. We have well, everyone's been running a full time job all the way to two jobs actually, all the way through all of this. I was I say lucky I got made redundant so I had a bit of money so I had the ability to take some time off and work on it for a while mm. but it's just it's it's kind of punishing man like it's really hard so that was much that reiteration in that you're on the right track yeah of course I don't I'm, not, I'm never thinking that I'm going to wake up oh gas bill phone bill oh a check for one million pounds <laughs> great James I got mine today actually yeah, did you nice uh, oh, mine must be in the I mean no hold on your name is after me what the I, hell? I, I, I think they're going postcodes <laughs> but it, it, it kick started uh, a, a wealth of things in my brain particularly and I think all of us like now we need to now, we, now we've got to get everything together for the pitch Okay, okay. Do, the, do they tell you what you meant, or is this now you? To, is it you to design a pitch? No, you have to design it. They, they give, give you, you guidelines. basic guidelines, really helpful guidelines. Okay. And every other pitch from every other year is online on their website. I read every single one of the pitches. I and watched the videos. You know, like meticulous. You have to be meticulous, mm. and you have to go. What works? What doesn't? Uh, we had friends who'd been. Mm-hmm. We asked them for advice. We had friends whose projects had gotten picked, yep. had gotten projects financed. Yep. We said, what works? What doesn't work? What do you... And, you know, we came to this one thing that everyone said, which was have something original. Yeah. It's so the, an interesting thing, a very interesting thing. So um, you, you obviously want to, you want to kickstart. You really want to catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. It's a very important thing. Um, and... We do, we so the one thing that happens a lot is rip reels, mood boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the one thing that everyone university went: do not do a mood board. Don't from other films. Yes, don't do a rip reel. I've heard. Don't this. do it I've because if you've randomly got footage from say Crimson Peak in your you know two million budget movie, it's not going to happen. That's not going to be in your film. That footage is not going to be in your film. So. Um, Ever, a couple of years prior, when we were developing Twelve, uh, mm. we'd gotten in with another company and we developed a a promo, a six minute promo, um, and we went back to it and we were like, "Can we can we make this? Can we do? Can we do can it? We cut it, yeah, lean it, mm. make it for nothing, but damn it, make it and make it look good." So we did. We went out. We uh, got friends of ours. And it was pretty much friends of ours. Everyone came in, but the key thing was the, the the whole point of it as a sales pitch was we're shooting a promo, we want it to be exactly the way we would shoot the film. Okay. Uh, so excluding the fact that we weren't paying people, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
everything else, all of our key creatives were the same people, uh, excluding our production designer, because he's in Australia at the moment. Um, shot on 35. We shot it on 35mm, which was a key part of our pitch, because we, we are keen on shooting on film. I believe that rumour. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so we shot on 35mm. We, we <coughs> shot with uh, live weapons. We had stunt choreography. We had rain machines. We went as all out as we physically could, so that what was essentially a promo that was three minutes long um, and had eight, seven, eight, eight different locations in it uh, could look as giant and as massive as physically possible. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight locations, set dressings. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so eight locations that we got out of one building. So we shot the entire thing in one day in one building uh, with about, about 18 people total. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> I'll give you that applause for that. Yeah. And we did it for three and a half grand. When was it? Um, so yeah, scanned it at two K, finished it, graded it, um, did a full. We didn't do a five one mix in the end because it just for what it was, it wasn't necessary. So this is this was to be shown at the, at the screen. Yeah, our, our composer was the same as well, mm. and our composer. Oh, Anton, I love the sound of that um, promo. He um, did some remarkable work for mm. him, like remarkable. So we didn't mention this, but every project gets given a mentor who you meet before, twice before the festival. Okay. And ours was a really nice chap. Eduardo Penizo? Eduardo Penizo, who runs Coffee and Cigarettes, who's the founder of Coffee and Cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was incredibly helpful through the whole process, answered emails, promptly gave us advice, and he was adamant that we should have something um, original that would help. But what was funny was... He said that after we'd already said we were shooting it. Uh-huh. So we'd spoken to him, we'd met him before Berlin, I think. We'd met yeah. him once before Berlin, and we said, uh, he said, so, you know, what are you going to do? Well, we're, we're shooting a promo the week we get back from Berlin. Because that's also worth mentioning is, while we were in Berlin, I was doing all the pre-production work uh, from when we got back. Because we literally shot it the weekend. So we you were starting back. the schedule in while you were... At, at I was doing all the pre-production in Berlin. Wow, is it? Um, so, um, so... Eduardo, we talked to him and he was like, so, as oh yeah, we've, we've shot a promo, actually, we, no, we met him after Berlin, because we said, we've shot the promo, we're just doing the edit now, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, we, that's what we, we, we felt like it was something we wanted to do, and it was, it was as much, while we knew it would be beneficial, it was also as much, it was, it was just as much for us to get off the blocks and shoot something again, because yeah. we, we hadn't shot anything for a year. for two years, two years. Abdullah, 2014. Yeah. So you know, I itch. Yeah, you do, and you know, I, just it's the best thing we could have done. It really and was. my favorite thing was we obviously met up with it one time last time before we went, and we did the pitch to him, and he said, "I have no worries about you guys." <laughs> and I was like, "This is lovely. That's the best thing I can hear." It was. Uh, it went well. It went really well. This is really interesting, though, that the part of the process isn't the, the fest. The, the co-production market isn't throwing you to the lions, is it? Not they. No. They want. They, they want you to they, succeed. They want you to succeed. I've never they? felt as supported as anywhere yeah. else as with Frontiers. Every single person in that organization busted themselves, you know, 110% to make sure each project had what they need. Mm. And so we, we wrote some scripts for the pitch. We uh, built some lovely slides in Photoshop that matched all of our other production artwork. So that was kind of a key thing that we've, we've, we've held on to for a long time now from all of our short films pretty much, mm. is all of our production artwork matches. So... We have a pitch document for 12, which is just a creative pitch document that we use to give to sales agents and stuff. That gives yeah. you a one sheet and, you know, view director statement and stuff like that. Okay. That has a very specific design. We used all of that design for the slides as well. 
Okay, so okay. Everything connects. Yes, constantly. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also then connects with the poster. Um, everything is interconnected. So this constant sense of yeah, because we do think about all this stuff. Well, well, the film, the, these things wouldn't be happening if there wasn't a film. So you might as well tie everything back to the film. Yeah, if it's inspired by the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and wonderful work from our uh, designer uh, Nat Marsh, who did mm. our poster. Um, and like, done, like, like, who's he, done all of our amazing. posters? Amazing, he's done everything uh, we ever. Uh, I love his stuff. He so, just, you just write what you want to feel, and he just gets it. It's so good it. to work with someone. Um, so I mean, just, just so when you when you're preparing for the pitch, you got the mentor. Are they do they give you a window of time that you've got to pitch in, or or are they saying so you, you have an eight minute window? That's your pitch. Eight see, minutes. It's amazing, isn't it? All this conversation we've had, and really, it's it's all building up to eight minutes. And in front, in front of who? In front of uh, at this point, it's about eighty people. I think it was 100, 120. Okay. Because they had to put more chairs out. So, and that's... Sales uh, agent, distributors, farming. So that's the business people that yeah. are there and any one of them potentially could end up working with your partner in i.e. So, a co-producer. Let, let me give you an example of how important the pitch is. Go on. When we started, we asked for an amount of meetings and we got 13 of them. Hmm. Now, total amount of meetings you have, can have is 27. No, right? no, 32. 32, 32. Total slots. Okay, so we had 13. Mm-hmm. After the pitch, by the time the market had finished, we'd had two slots empty. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We, so, people just every day, our schedule kept getting updated and updated because we'd done a decent pitch and people so wanted that's, to that's good though. So that's encouraging. So, so in the pre-time... In the pre time, in the, Sorry, in the time running up to the festival, you managed to secure some meetings with people, they yeah. give you some slots. Then, after your pitch, you then had the great effect, which was more people wanted to meet with you yeah. because now they'd heard they'd, what your project was and seen, and seen yeah. you guys in action. They wanted and, to have a chat. And then, uh, weirdly, at the same time, we got, like, so we got a, a, a collection of additional meetings at the beginning, and then we got printed in Screen Daily. Yeah, uh, we, we were one of the f- projects that Screen Daily focused on, which was very nice. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and if, then, if I meet the guy, I'm going to give him a kiss. <laughs> and then suddenly we got more meetings off the back of that. Like, it, like everything kept snowballing. Mm. And then we were kind of augmenting that at the same time by each day putting something online mm. to add more to it. So like our poster, which was on the wall at Frontiers, wasn't online. So I think the not the day of the pitch, but the day after the pitch, we released the poster. And then the day after that, we released a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage from the from the making of the promo. And mm. then, so we kept kept a, a like a rhythm of everything online. So people were constantly talking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. while these meetings were happening, if someone looks you up on Facebook, we had stuff there that was constantly. So talking. you're reson- you're resonating with what was happening in the moment all the time. Yeah. And look, we don't have millions of followers. It's not course, that kind of, of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people search for you. Like you know, anyone that's got a LinkedIn profile knows that any random is could be looking at your profile and you oh, can yeah. see that. Oh, yeah. And over that period, you know, my LinkedIn profile was getting a lot of hits from people from the market. Oh, and I could okay. see all of that constantly. And they're you know, they know this, so they're not they're not bothered by whether I know or not. But it's helpful to know that all everything you've got is backed up constantly. But it's that's that's a valuable well I guess I guess it's a lesson learned as in, in the positive sense you you were prepared for it, but it's a good lesson learned for people listening is that you were aware that you were on show, not just on the eight minutes, but in every aspect that Google yeah, yeah. might find you. People so. don't want to invest in a single film. What they want to do is develop working relationships. Yeah. As one of the other projects, a friend of ours said, he said, you're not investing in this film, you're investing in me, and what I'm giving you as a proposition mm. is this, this, and this. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. that, you're presenting, effectively you're saying, because no one goes to that market saying, 
well, I want to make this film, and then I'll retire. It's <laughs> you saying, I want to make films. This is the first one I have, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's here, but I want to talk to all of you. I have time for all of you. Just to find out, you know, let's yeah, meet yeah. each other. It's like dating. Hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? Just hang out a bit. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. And not being too idealistic about it, you you potentially could have met in those 30 people, so you met 30 meetings you had. You could meet people then that five, ten years from now could be people you're working with. It might not be yeah, this project. It's not might... idealistic in the slightest. No, that, that's the that's the. I'm point. already talking to people that have projects that I'm interested in, totally separately from this project, yeah. and it might not go anywhere. But I feel like I want to talk to them, mm. you know. And that's the thing: is people you want to talk to. And that's it. And yeah, we. That was kind of, as, as we mentioned earlier, the, the amount of other projects that were frankly fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it was an honour. Yeah. I mean, the like, honour to, to be, be on stage. I was like, holy shit, man. Um, so how many, I can't remember, how many projects? 18. 18. There were 20 Eight. in total, but after what happened in Belgium at the time, two projects couldn't get there. Just yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. They, um, they, they, you know, the, the, lots of the, planes were cancelled. It was very tricky. To have a tricky. full festival, um, even with, there were no flights for the entirety of the uh, festival. People had to go to Paris, Amsterdam, or somewhere else, and come in. And it was still... So there was a feature film called Eremantari, which is a fantastic Spanish thing. They're they're Basque country guys. They drove for 14 hours to get there. Ah, cool. Yeah, and on the way back, they were in a state the night before, so I dreaded them on that drive. Let's not not slander other people. They were beautiful. They were absolutely (laughs) beautiful. They were my favourite people there. They were so crazy. So, so this is interesting. So, you've got you. you, you, So far, you've you've the journey's been. You applied. You got told no. You met up with them. Got feedback. You then took that lesson learned round. Got yourself an education into the into the state of Europe that they kind of put their their spokes into as it were as a yeah, festival improve that script yeah improve the script improve the package then got on board then got mentored in preparation did your eight minutes having already arranged some meetings got more meetings so that's kind of a hell of a journey and you're making just genuine film buddies who are doing projects that you like mm, and yeah. so there's a kind of a kind of warm feeling as well going on as much as there's about excitement about where you might take your own projects yeah, and, and because we as a company also specialise in a lot of post-production we're able to kind of help some of the smaller budget ones to go, look, we could, if we can help do some of this stuff okay. and act as, you know, do a bit of uh, UK tax break work and, and get some of that back, we can, if we can help, then um, you know, it's an amazing thing to be involved. As a company, one of our mottos is that we can all succeed together, not in spite of each other. And up to this point, I've been very disappointed seeing people trying to climb on top of each other. Mm. And I'm determined that it can be done a different way. I will get disappointed and people will backstab and things will go wrong, mm. but that won't change my attitude. And so far, that attitude has served us well with people. We want to help other projects because I know how difficult it was for my for me. If I can help someone jump over the same obstacle a little easier, god damn it, then that's a good thing. Well, it's, it's, it's a fairly it's a, it's a less complicated game to play, isn't it? It's yeah. to be it's to be a bit more welcoming. <laughs> But people get really creative. No, I'm sure it's a it's a it's a it's a tough business. It's so. like a competitive world, and you can see why it would make people go the other way. But I think I think it makes it it makes the hard parts of it less complicated. Because if you're if you're meeting people, you're going, 
Am I meant to talk to these people? Have I, have I said anything but, bad about these people? Are they? But interestingly, Frontiers fostered that notion as well. Oh, do they? Okay. It really did. It was like collaborate, like constantly, mm. like you know, I you know really want to get involved with those the, the, the guys doing Arimentaris. It's stuff that I love, so it's beautiful. There was some there were some projects in there that were just literally we would go up to people. Your project is stunning. Mm. How if can we help you? <laughs> Why? Because we just want to help you. Like we want to be involved. Like this is. This is incredible, and that's you know even that kind of stuff. And we had similar stuff from other people. It's just it that that sense of collaboration that, that Frontiers really did push it was beautiful. Yeah. So in terms of twelve, then if we can speak specifically about that, yeah, is there anything you, you you can talk about as in direct positive results that you got from from look we so production mag anything I, that you're kind of I, building I've, on? I've got one or two. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, the one actually, the best one was talking to the. Brussels uh, tax incentives yep. mm-hmm. who have been incredibly forthcoming and what they've offered to do is that they would um, introduce us during Cannes to post-production houses and um, other production companies that they think can help us mm. and they would invite us to their Brussels breakfast so we could meet all these people Excellent. and that is a direct uh, correlation of us meeting them and them liking the look of our project. Yep. Uh, another one which I really love is the Netherlands Film Commission, who were not doing a Netherlands co-production, but who really liked the way we were doing things, so came to talk to us, and he said that if we ever wanted to consider a project in the Netherlands, because they're a government body, he would fly us to the Netherlands, take us location scouting, all paid by the government. Uh, meet producers to possibly work as co-producers. Wow. And that's, that for me was like, this is the stuff that I want to hear. Mm. Of people wanting to work. Not, not going, oh, you know, well, we'll see when you made the film. But instead, how can we help you make this film? Yeah. And, that res- and that's good because that, that's that response is directly to what you did. Mm. They're going, we've seen you. And I'm guessing, and you, like you say, you get reported in the media. Yeah. There's, a, there's a reputation growing of yourselves then, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, and a visibility that becomes a little, bit, a, bit, a little bit clearer for people that might go, when they opened up the catalogue, they go, Who, who's, who's near to our films? Yeah, yeah. And that's not, that's not unfair on you, is it? Because you were glad to be we're selected. One, we're one production company in a sea of millions. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. so many everywhere, that, mm. you know. Um, and, I mean, for me, for me the, the thing that came out of it... Aside from the fact that we met with some unbelievable people, like mm. genuinely incredible financiers, sales agents particularly, for me as a producer, the, the, the sort of money nerd that I am, that mm. was a really big deal. But actually, for me, it was just, I suppose, the best kind of affirmation that what we're doing isn't wrong. <laughs> you know, that sounds bizarre. No, 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 it's true, though. But, it, you know, as, as everyone was saying earlier, you do, after a while, you think, am I just... Am I just living in my own head? Like, is this all just out? Am I just losing my mind? And no one's kind of wanting no, to no, tell me. Okay. But to stand on stage, um, which I, you know, I can I can talk a lot in this type of situation in front of that many people. Everyone's quite adept at it. He's been doing it for a long time. I love it. I don't um, care. Put me in front of people. I was going to say I've seen I've seen you do it. Like I I can do it. <laughs> It scares the shit out of me. It does me too, but, but it, and I do this every week. But it's still <laughs> something that I feel I have to like. I of have course. to keep pushing to mm, do it because mm. you know you've got to get better at these things. Um, I came off that stage just like fuck yes, and a little bit Steve Jobs. Was I you? was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy considering a big chunk of my text we hadn't printed, so I had my script, and it got to where I was like, 
Oh shit. Uh, he stumbled and I'm like, what? Oh, no text. Oh well. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully the next slide just said 35mm and I was like, oh great, that's easy. And then just <laughs> rolled it off and nobody noticed. And having that affirmation and having all the meetings and having people go, what you're aiming at in terms of how you want to finance it, how you want to put this together, how you mm. is exactly what you should be aiming for. That was hugely positive. People saying that our casting ideas were smart. People saying that the way James is trying to raise the financing is smart. These are things you don't often hear because you don't really get to talk to these people yeah. in a... Yeah, yeah. No, because yeah, the conversation, it feels like sometimes it's you're going up to people and you're asking for a yes or a no, whereas clearly more people than, than are going to have decisions to make on your projects are hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. So they can just throw in positive... If, if it's positive yeah. encouragement, you know, bring it on, I guess, isn't yeah. it? And, and, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go, you know what? There's a hundred thousand pounds worth of finance, but it it it's a it's an it's a useful tool for us to then go. Okay, who said what where? Because this is the other thing we do. I take notes of everything. I had about nine pages of notes mm-hmm. um, uh, from all the meetings we had. We then type all of that up. All of us sit down and go through it. We then look at specifically where we're going to target, who we need to speak to. We always talk to everybody, every single person we reply to, mm-hmm. because uh, you know we never we didn't meet a single bad person there. Every single person was a discussion. Because you never know. You really never know. But you've got um, to set priorities, haven't you? Because this is a finite amount of time. Um, well, you, <laughs> can have, you, can, you can have meetings with some people. Yeah, it's not necessarily... And others you can have a drink with. Because, you oh, know, like, if, if you have an Irish production company, and our project isn't Ireland-focused at the point, there's no point taking their 20 minutes and having an official meeting. But I like the guy. So I'll say, hey, guys, do you guys want to have a drink on the night of the 16th? And no one says no. They go, oh, sure. Mm. And then you still catch up. But it's like some people you need to officially sit down because you're presenting something and there's, you know... And with the emails, actually, it's not really a priority situation. Okay. Because ultimately... Oh, James emails everyone. Yeah, I do. That's that's how it works. But we when we go through the lists, I know how I'm going to talk to certain people. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because, okay. you know, some people aren't going to want you to send them a whole load of bump. They're not going to fucking read any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a waste of their time. But you can say, look, it was amazing meeting you. This is really good. We'll come back to you when you this, this, and this is ready as you'd ask for. Just stuff like that. You just work out how you're going to talk to everybody. Because ultimately, you are building relationships. Um, I don't want it to be a generic bland thank you for meeting me at Frontiers it was great James like it's it doesn't benefit anyone and people can see through that shit I was going to say yeah what you just told me there is that that, cut and paste man when I see that line down the side of an email I'm like oh fuck you like I have no time for that at all Um, the other thing something like Frontiers is really good for Hmm. is that when you go to a big market like Berlin or Cannes you're one off say a thousand, two thousand projects while vying for attention. Going through a co-production market gives you that uh, focus on you. Mm. So you're part of a curated whole. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, X amount apply, only X gets chosen. So these people think, well, if they went through this and they get picked, I should talk to these people, and you have more of a dialogue because it mm. markets is unless you have to do something incredibly striking. Yeah, you you. You're vying against everything. So else. it's like it's like it's like you've been putting the shop window. Yeah. Then it's up to you to dress it, isn't it? Basically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the point, That's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and getting the pitch right was tricky. Mm. Um, I think we both knew what we had to say, and we, to be honest, the stuff that we do. So when it comes to anything technical, whether it's written or whether it's spoken, we work it into the absolute ground. Mm. Like, 
It's not like once, oh, that'll, yeah, that'll do. Um, it, it is worked into the absolute ground so that the, every single sentence, every word counts for something. Mm-hmm. Like uh, eight know, minutes, yeah. bloody hell, yeah. I was going to say, so you, if you get eight minutes and, as, three, and minutes three, was, three minutes was your, was your, your show piece, is it? Two and a half minutes, two and a half minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and everyone could riff a bit more because he was doing the creative end and he knows that shit like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. I it was a bit trickier because I was talking about numbers and we made a very conscious decision not to put any numbers on screen. Good decision. Because um, it's just a... It's just a... Look... People without glasses are going to be able to watch that. We can give them those things. Exactly. Um, you can say them. We, we, we talked about it, definitely. Mm. We talked about percentages. More than one people numbers. said, the person said your numbers were good, which always makes me happy. Um, so, you know, we, we knew that was the best way to handle it. Because you're just not... Just putting numbers on screen just doesn't mean anything. No, no. Um... Yeah, we had, I think, one bit of text on screen every single time, and it was literally just, like, a headline. Yeah, okay. That was it. Lots of graphics. So, is there, is there anything that you've not talked about that happened in Brussels? Yes. That we should know about? Yes. Go Get on. ready to sing a karaoke. <laughs> if you're going to make a genre film, you need to sing a karaoke. You need to get your karaoke game up. Yes, yeah, you do. You, you don't need to be good... You just need to be willing. I've yeah. been practicing at Cannes myself, to be honest. No, you, but you don't need to be. That's the thing, right? There is that. I mean, karaoke's always got the misconception. We have to be a good sick. No, you no. not. You really don't. You have to. You have to give it your all. Yeah, that's just, it. just that's just, what I mean just by practice. Do it from the heart. <laughs> Sing something that matters to you, because yeah. you know it's a great way of meeting people. I was going. I mean, the thing. The thing that's what I remember. That's and, and I noticed that there was um, that Liam Regan did it this year with banjo. Is the uh, they they ask you to, when you show a film, never mind yeah. karaoke in a bar, they get you to sing in front of the audience. Yeah, in Brussels, in Brussels, Brussels sing. which is an interesting part of that yeah. festival. Yes, I mean, uh, obviously, the market and the festival are two separate entities. So we didn't have to sing anything, but we did. There was a karaoke party. Yeah. Oh, okay, there was one. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was a closing yeah. night party. Was karaoke. Yeah, I wasn't there the, for that. the wind down at the end of that was the watching everyone who's literally spent four days really working their asses off mm. let go was fantastic. Because you start at nine and you go till five thirty with an hour break for lunch. We're mm. not talking about people seem to have this conception that because. The festivals in markets are in Berlin and Brussels and Cannes, sunshine and oh la di da and cocktails. You work twelve hours a day, so if you haven't got your head on right, mm. it's a waste of your time. And it's it's exhausting. Like it's really exhausting. And you know, again, it's that classic image of well, you go out every night, don't you, and party? No, no, actually, I don't. We go out every night and we work. Like yeah, 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 every yeah. single event is is work. Of course, it is, yeah. you are presenting yourself to everybody. All the time. Let's not forget the first two nights we went to bed relatively early. Yeah. By cool. 11 o'clock. I mean, you can't... If you think it's just, oh, I need to go out all night, you never... It, no human you, being can stand that pace. You find your balance. And after the pitch, I'll be honest, we had the pitch in the morning. So we had all the pitches in the morning. So what, three hours, three mm-hmm. and a half hours? Bit of lunch. Do you stay and watch everybody else's? Then? Is, oh, that, is, that, is that the etiquette? Yeah, definitely. It's um, not just the etiquette. You I, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you would be interested. Of course, um, yeah. We sort of broke for lunch, and then you get about an hour for lunch, and then after that, which I went back because I I realised I hadn't queued up a whole bunch of technical stuff which I should have had with me. Right. So I went back to the the hotel, did all that. Near the world HQ, yeah. And then, um, yeah, our production officers. The um, our bedroom. (laughs) And then we and then I came back for three and a half, four hours of meetings. Wow. Okay. Um, And to be really honest, by the end of that day, I had nothing left. I was exhausted. Um, after the pitch, 
And I, was, I just, I was so tired. And then we had to go to a cocktail given by the city of Brussels, which was lovely. But yeah. You can see that everyone is, you know, it just it takes it out of you. Mm. you you're talking non-stop, you know, no, no, doing no. this for eight hours and, or whatever. And, you know, you with the meetings, you're saying the same stuff, almost the same stuff every single time. Yeah. So, you like, the same elements are there. So it becomes a game of... Uh, how can I make it interesting for me every single time while also fitting into what they are expecting? Also, I can imagine, have I already said this to you already? <laughs> Is this might go on in your head when, you, when you're trying to compute it? I only, I, I only broke once <laughs> on the last, and it wasn't the last meeting, I think it was the meeting before last, and I can't remember the, the lovely woman that we were meeting with, she, she said a word, and I, I misheard it, and I... Genuinely was like, I, I don't know what that means. And I, I completely lost it for a second. And everyone, she said this, oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> That's why it's and, important to have a couple of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we all pick up slack. Running. But it just, you know, you, there are those moments where you, it's, it can be, like, and I, I apologise to her after, I felt really bad. Um, I thought she was funny. I yeah, she yeah, thought yeah. it was funny. We, we, yeah, it, we, we pulled it back, but... Yeah, it's it's you've got to be prepared for it to be very very full on. Mm. It's very full on, and okay. it, you know what? I'd have it no other way. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the important thing as well. You have to enjoy it. You might never go back. Mm. You, you, that might be the last project mm. you ever work on. There's no guarantee anyone's going to last forever, or even four projects more. But enjoy it while it is an honor for by for someone to be picked. Yeah. For something of course like is. Frontiers or any other co-production market, yeah, yeah. I'm not poo-pooing. And it, it could be anything where you worked for it and you earned it, so you should enjoy it. Mm. So then, given given the the the, the sense, and I think the listener will have got it that, that it would it would seem to be at least emotionally and intellectually, it was a, it was a satisfying festival. Yes. Yeah. There was there was things that are now. Presumably, mushrooming from this event that sure. you don't know what might come of them. You 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 you're not sure. There's no point trying to tidy that down. Yep. Things have started to move with people on their projects, on your projects. Relationships have started, which I guess, if there's one tick box of a co-production market, that's the biggest one. I guess to start off yes. with is that yep. you've grown, you come back with a bigger address book than you went than you uh, yeah, than you arrived with. Yeah. So then, what's what, the last question then for the uh, for the podcast would be? So what what next then for twelve? We develop more. Yeah, so we're so at the moment it's at this point which the script is in this weird tipping balance where it's it's so close so close greatness, and we just we just need to push it forward and get that done. Uh, And we're working with another writer at the moment to get that done. Um, A very talented writer that we love a great deal. So that's fantastic for us. Um, And then I mean, from there, from my perspective, in terms of the production element of it. The budget's kind of stuck where it is for now. Um, there's nothing we can proceed with anymore at this stage. We want to shoot in January. That would be the... 2017? Yes. Okay. That, that would be the, the, the goal. Okay. Whether that will happen, because it's quite soon. It is, um, yes. And it will soon be here. Uh, it's debatable. And, you know, we don't expect... We don't necessarily expect it to happen then. Okay. But we know it needs to happen in terms of how we've structured the entire thing. It has to happen at the beginning of a year. Um, in order to make the best use of all the facilities, people, all that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. Because uh, the one thing in the UK that's not really accounted for by a lot of, uh, particularly indie productions, is that uh, if you want to do a big crew, like small indie crews less so, but 
if you want to go a bit bigger, and we are a bit of a bigger production in that regard, uh, yeah, big Hollywood movies tend to be around, and all the best technicians are gone. I want to see, okay, so as a tactic, you're, you're sort of going for what might be a, a fallow period, I suppose, for, for the bigger productions. January to March, quiet. Mid to the end of March, it really starts to fire up. So, okay, um, okay. if you pick those times, you'll so we the people. <laughs> yeah, that gives us another month. <laughs> <laughs> and then four more precious um, weeks. Uh, yeah, but I want to see James so we can have someone to take to Berlin. The um, so, <laughs> uh, but no. So, um, and you know, it, it, it allows you room to negotiate rates because people want to work, and there's not a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not a person that wants to just pay everyone minimum wage. It's ridiculous. Um, but we're not going to necessarily have enough to pay big wages. So yeah, of course. It's trying to find that middle ground. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So, for onwards and on, for upwards. Indeed, indeed. Well, very best of luck. It sounds like an amazing experience, and uh, and I think there's a lot of lessons learned just in your journey to what you've done that people can, can glean a lot from. So, thank you very much. And thank I would you. like to say, if anyone ever has any questions, feel free to like yeah, write to us on social media. Yeah. Well, I'll put your Twitter thingies in um, in the in the show notes. And, the, so. and you know, there's a contact thing on the website. But we'll, we talk to mostly everyone because ultimately, like we said earlier, um, together it is is all about going forward together. Mm. Always, cool. Always. Well, thank you very much for giving us your time. Thanks for having yeah. us. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.